I can sell, sell. I can sell, sell. Hey, welcome to Make It So So, podcast about I the not so good episode to Star Trek. Today we are talking about Assignment Earth, which is episode 26 of season 2 of Star Trek, the original series. The Enterprise is assigned to observe Earth's history in 1968, and things do not go as planned. But first, my name's Newman. Hey, I'm Beth. I'm Dan. All right, guys. Assignment Earth. Um, <laughs> listeners, Assignment Earth. Listeners, this might not be your standard uh, episode that we do because this episode is so insane. Um, <laughs> so this might be more of a wide ideas dive uh, as opposed to a beat by beat um, exercise because basically... Kirk and Spock and the rest of the crew are barely in this episode. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but before we really dive into those problems, uh, Beth, do you want to do a first impression? Yeah. Okay. Um, man, there's, a, <laughs> there's like simultaneously a lot to unpack and nothing to unpack if that's possible. Right. Um, so some good things about this episode, mm-hmm. there are some really great, cool, uh, shots of the Apollo missions, the NASA Apollo missions, um, some cool footage of like Kennedy space center, which I love. Um, you know, most of you, I think know that the three of us are central Floridians, uh, by nature. So we, you know, Kennedy has like a special place in our hearts and stuff like that. So that was really cool. You see like the Saturn five rocket and, and things like that. They don't call it that, obviously. Um, sure. But neat, neat stuff. But the problem is that I think there's, like, maybe in total, like, three minutes of actual dialogue slash happenings in the in the 53-minute mm-hmm. episode. <laughs> um, yeah. And it really relies on those sweeping NASA shots and stuff too, too much. So it was kind of like the writers needed something to do and we're like hey it's the 60s hey nasa's in full swing with these apollo missions let's Mm -hmm. just provide some like cool nasa stuff and like that's all it was it was really just i don't know weird weird i'm curious to hear what you guys have to say though yeah uh dan do you want to yeah absolutely so uh as an episode of star trek it's it's terrible because it's not really an episode of Star Trek. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, at, we'll we'll discuss a little bit later. This is a this is a very thinly veiled pilot for another show that never right. happened. Mm, right, interesting. Yeah. So, I I have very mixed feelings about this episode because it actually, if you take away the context of it trying to be Star Trek, it's a pretty okay episode. I kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. But because it wasn't Star Trek, you got to take up points. And because it is a direct ripoff of Doctor Who. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say I, that. Yeah. You got to take up even more points. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, in general, negative. But this was a decent episode of just like standalone. Of television. sci-fi television. I just. Right. Yeah. I, I may. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It was just it was slow. It was just so slow moving that it was hard to watch because there were entire like two, three minute scenes where literally nothing's happening. There's no dialogue Yeah, there. You're just, they're just cutting back and forth between uh, Kirk and Spock who are like weirdly incapable of doing anything, (laughs) which was really (laughs) out of character for them. They were like weirdly paralyzed. um, And, and then just filler of like two, three minute 
whole sweeping shots yeah. of this Kennedy Space Center and, and the Saturn yeah. V rocket and that kind of stuff, which I love, yeah. all that stuff, but like, I don't know. It was just really weird. It was hard to watch. Yeah, you'd, you'd rather would, watch that I, stuff on like on like a YouTube video than like have to see it in a uh, you know, or in like a Star ten Trek. minute right. episode of something. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not a fifty uh, minute Newman, episode. What's, uh, what's your first yeah. impression? So some more background on th- th- this episode. Uh, like Dan said, this was a kind of a uh, backdoor pilot to a potential other show that Roddenberry wanted mm-hmm. to do. Um, because mm-hmm. Star Trek was basically about to get canceled. It did last mm-hmm. one more season than this, but mm-hmm. it was going to get canceled and he knew it. And he was like, well, how can I shoehorn in another idea for a show into my canceling show? So this was uh, the last, so he was trying to like secure yeah. a job, right? Oh, this was the last okay. episode of the season. So I think what he was mm-hmm. hoping was, you know, if Star Trek didn't go to season three, which it did, but if it didn't, this show could then, uh, you know, kind of take off, replace it. Cause it does have mm. some big Roddenberry ideas in it. Like, uh, mm-hmm. kind of like a superior man or like being overlooking like the, you know, uh, flow of a history of a planet, which is what, mm-hmm. you know, Mr. Seven basically is. Yeah. Um, also, like the nuclear arms race, right? And preventing right. World War III I mean, and that was kind of stuff. Right, right in that sweet spot. I mean, like ni- 1968. You know, um, mm-hmm. so uh, so that's what he was trying to do. Um, it did live on in the comics for a little bit. This this universe starring Mister okay. Seven and um, Roberta. So as as Star Trek, I- or as its own thing. As like a, a Star Trek like assignment Earth like mini series like it, it was it was labeled as Star Trek, but it starred them. Okay. So, so it's, yeah, I, it just sounds like a it's like a crossover, right? But there's only one half. Exactly. Like right, you're a crossover was, with nothing else. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> but it but it was still labeled as Star Trek. You know what I mean? Um, okay. But yeah, it's um, it's if this was like a Twilight Zone or a Outer Limits episode without Kirk and Spock, like mm-hmm. Dan said, I think it would have been better because it would have been, you know, it's a cool idea of like overlords of the galaxy assigning humans, you know, the power to, you know, make changes to the timeline and for, for, mm-hmm. for dangerous things, you know, and that's, that's, that's kind of pretty it advanced for time. <laughs> you know? Introduces um, time travel by the Enterprise crew. Right, Which, it like set yeah. just they're like, <laughs> a, oh, we figured out how to do this, and so now we're time traveling back to 1968. Oh, yeah. It was like that's it. That's all they yeah. said. Very about casual. It. Yeah, this <laughs> is like all they said about it. What's interesting is that they, I mean, yeah, uh, pr- uh, the next you know next gen and like the the subsequent series that follow, they don't time travel. So no, um, it, that was a big problem. Right, it's yeah. it's the light speed breakaway factor. They said. Yeah, um, yeah I, which, don't, I, I don't know what that means, but okay. I don't even know <laughs> if like people accept this one as canon for stuff like that. It's yeah. Very, it's very yeah. much because if that's the case, they could essentially just do that whenever they wanted to. It would. It yes. would break well, a they lot. do yeah. in Star Trek Four. I mean, Star Trek Four the movie. They do. They do time travel, but yeah, they're like they don't. They don't use that idea again. I think right. it probably just gets too complicated. I don't know. Right. Um, Although in, so, in Part Four it is very easily done too. They just slingshot around yeah. the sun. 
So <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. His slingshot around yeah. the sun. So. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So so they're they're going back in time. Right. And Kirk describes his mission mm-hmm. as historical research to find out how our culture survived desperate desperate problems. Right. But essentially, that's like everything in their history books, right? Right. Like, so that yeah. they're risking, you know, contaminating a timeline right. and negating everyone's existence, I guess. Right. So mm-hmm. that they can view things they already have record of, which they, right. they, they reference in, in the episode. <laughs> so I just, I, yeah. it was just a very lazy one line throwaway to explain why we're here. It's very confusing because I also the fact that they're there interrupts Mr. Seven's mission, which then right. causes changes. So if they hadn't have been there hovering over Earth, Mr. Seven would have not had a problem at all. You know, like it's, it's, well, it's, it's very confusing. They, they explained that essentially everything that was supposed to happen did because that's how time works or something. Right. Right. So, but so, they made it. They also made it sound like they were there, like they needed to be there to prevent something in the timeline happening. And Mister Seven was that was also his mission. He was supposed to be there, I think, to prevent this nuclear rocket launch pad from going launch. up into. So yeah, yeah, that was Seven's mission. The Enterprise was just there to for historical research. Yeah, they they, they didn't have like an an. Uh, but they a knew that there was something. I thought they knew that there was something important going to happen on that day, and that's the reason they were there to view it or something. No. Uh, As you can see, listeners, like day. yeah, it's very <laughs> they, they did <laughs> really mention that it was a very explain. it was a pivotal time, especially mm-hmm. because of the arms race. Yeah, Mm -hmm. everyone is putting up these H bombs into like low orbit, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's what you do, I guess. I I don't know. (laughs) So, so this is an alternate timeline from current. Yes. Yes. Right. So, not only is Star Trek in the future, but it's also a separate history. Right. Right. Uh, Right. Yeah. 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 Because we weren't putting h-bombs into no the that was not a at least, that was not a thing at least not that we know of right exactly, exactly. got it okay right. but you know oh, it, wow. it raises a problem because i didn't really know who to root for in this episode like am i rooting yes. for kirk and spock or if i'm rooting for yes. mr seven because they both seem like they're trying do we to... need to clarify for the listeners who mr seven is yeah so uh, oh uh, that's right okay. sorry so yeah. yeah so so they're so so the enterprise is back in time mm-hmm. um Hovering over Earth, 1968. Um, they intercept uh, something from about a thousand light years away coming towards Earth. It's, and a they, be- it's like beaming, right? Right. It's beaming to Earth. And, yeah. they, and they instead beam it onto the ship. Um, yeah. It was an accidental beaming onto the ship. Right. right? Yeah. Okay. Right. Was it? A- I didn't think it was accidental, but. Okay. It like, yeah, sure. it like messed up with the Enterprise's system. And I think it was targeting Mr. Seven's apartment, but instead went to 
the Enterprise. I oh, think. they just uh, happened to be like yeah, that's above right. it. That's right. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, I remember, yeah, they were because I, I think they were super curious about it, and they're like, "Yeah, it, things don't can't beam that from that far away or something like that." Right, it was a thousand um, years, yeah. a thousand light years away, which is really far away. Yeah, <laughs> um, so they were like, "Oh, let's just bring it on the ship. We have no idea right. what it is, but we'll do that anyway." <laughs> right, and this guy <laughs> looks like a Bond villain. Yes, he's he, holding a I mean, black cat. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like petting a cat menacingly is like yeah. the simplest way to be that character. Right. Exactly. Just, just <laughs> nefarious. I mean, I guess you're not, but you're, you're not really supposed to know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. That's kind of like the crux of the whole episode. Right. That's, that's Kirk's dilemma, even though he right. has no effect on anything. All right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, uh, can I trust this guy or not? Right. And that's the cold open, which is, has to be the most bizarre cold open in Star Trek ever. Like a man with a cat standing on the teleport pad. <laughs> like, yeah. Very, very strange. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. The cat's name is Isis. She seems yeah. like a nice kitty. Yeah. There's very a well whole, trained. That aged well. Yeah. <laughs> There's oh, a whole God. weird thing with the cat, too, that happens at the end of the episode. Oh, I cannot wait. That we'll get into. That's <laughs> like, what yes. the hell is this? Um, anyhow. So. Yeah, the his name is Mr. Seven. Um, he is curious as to why the Enterprise has beamed him aboard, and he seems to know basically everything about the Enterprise. Like he knows about Vulcans. Um, mm-hmm. He knows that 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 the Enterprise should not be here during this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, yet he is from 1960s time. Um, so I yeah, guess he's. That's what he explanation. tells them. Right, right. As far as as far as I could piece it together, his explanation was that alien life forms of or maybe humans in the future, we don't know, right. has a, basically abducts a few people, raises them on this hidden planet <laughs> right. to basically be spies, but yeah. like with good intention. They're right. trying to pre- prevent Earth's self-destruction before it can mature into a peaceful society. Right. Which I think is a really awesome premise. Yeah. Yeah. Especially I mean, because Kirk doesn't know whether he's lying or telling the truth. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I totally agree with that. Like, any other non-Star Trek idea that would have been cool as its own show. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Um... So basically a series of nothing happens where <laughs> Mr. Sevens is taken to the uh the uh holding cell. Um he escapes with his pen gadget. That's basically the Doctor Who like everything it's the sonic screwdriver. Uh, right, exactly. Yeah. Um and uh in about a span of two minutes, he beams back down with the cat. Um, uh, sorry, just 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 before <laughs> yeah. we get to the beam down. So he shoots people with his mysterious weapon. Yes. Oh, yes. And it it makes them laugh. Does it make them smile? high? Yeah. Yeah. It, like yeah. They, yeah. They experience yeah. like euphoria and then fall asleep. I yeah. think. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so the I weapon guess, is called yeah. the, the weapon is called a servo. Okay. In case anyone yes. was wondering. Nice. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Um, but yeah, yeah it but it basically, yeah. uh, sorry, new, but I didn't mean, oh, no. yeah, it just sorry. basically sort of like puts them to sleepiness, sleepiness, mm-hmm. something yes. like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And yeah. I think high is a good descriptor. Like, it makes them really mellow, really, really chill out, smile a little bit, and then mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, Lay down. It's, it's, it's yeah. the kindest <laughs> version of, like, stunning people, like, teasing yeah. them. It's, mm. yeah. Yeah. Which which leads to, oh, maybe this is a good guy. I, I, I get it. Right. You know, right. he's not actively trying to harm people. Right. Um, now, before they Spock and Kirk all find out that he's like escaping, mm-hmm. uh, Spock is trying to like analyze the facts and figure out whether he's a good guy or bad guy. He's like, well, you know, we do know there's going to be an important assassination today. Right. So maybe he's involved or preventing yeah. that. Yeah. Th- so they were talking to, were they talking about the Kennedy assassination? Well, interesting you say that because uh, six days after this episode airs, MLK is killed. Right. Like in real life. Like it's it's obviously not what they're referencing. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. It fits in super oddly well. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. But anyway, we we, we (laughs) find out that's not the case. But either way. Okay. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah. Basically... Earth is in da- in danger of nuclear holocaust if yeah. all these H bombs get put up there, right? Because everyone's doing that, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So I, this world sets it up that the Russians have already done it, and the U.S. is about to launch its own um, platform and like you know oh, like a, a, okay. a, a self assured you know like retaliation type thing. Um, Interesting. Okay. So oh, I, I I was reading it as like the U.S. was doing it first, causing everyone else to put them up. But it, oh yeah, I, I just did, I just missed it, the Russian part. Yeah, I think it was in response. Although I don't know why he doesn't go stop the Russian one as well. There but, you go. That's but, the next right? question. Yeah. yeah, I mean, whatever. That's that's neither here nor there. Um, so so yeah. So he beams down with his cat um, back to his very nice like New York City like suite or you know like. Nice uh, was apartment. It, was it in New York or was it in somewhere it, else? It, it looked like New York. New York, right? It looks. Okay. It looks like well, you know, if you were to yeah. paint New York on some cardboard and then pan right. your camera across yes. it, that's yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the level of New York we get. Okay. Basically, okay. Um, so yeah, he's he's in his like nice apartment, um, and but he op- isn't it yeah. an office building as well? Yes. Oh, that's, sure. Yes. I think I thought <laughs> I it was his tell. office, right? Okay, because he it has might, a secretary. It might be his office. Yeah. Right. Okay. Maybe that's he doesn't I, maybe he doesn't sleep or eat. Maybe he doesn't need like an apartment. He just he just Yeah. Oh, I can see nice. that. That actually kind of He fits. is an alien. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, no, no. He's specifically an he's a human. He's just right. been raised by aliens. Maybe he has like superpowers. No, or he's not a human. Right, I think, because he is. I think he is a human. No, he, like, I don't think so. He's pretending to be human because um, Scotty and uh, the doctor talk about how there's no, not one single physical flaw in him. And Spock says something like, "Yeah, that would be characteristic of an alien who's like taken a human form, but is not really human." But right? I, I he think later the aliens that, yeah. who took him have made him mm-hmm. like perfect. Like a yes. like a, a perfect okay. human vessel to yeah. Okay. But he started off on Earth, right? Is that right. I thought that was a lie. I just thought that he was lying about that. Oh, oh, I was assuming he was telling the truth the whole maybe. time. <laughs> no, I thought he was lying because because <laughs> they intercepted him and he's like, I'm just trying to get back to my normal Earth life. But in reality, he's like a 
alien because he's an alien like special well, agent. That could, that could right? be well, no, true no, too. He, no, he he was pretty upfront. He's like, no, guys, like if you interfere, like Earth could die. I'm I'm on a mission. Hmm. Yeah, that's fine. That doesn't prove that he's a human. Okay, I don't but see how that's whatever. Whatever. You know what okay, else doesn't sure. prove it? The the show does not also prove it. So the also uh, true. Show, yes, you're, so. you're you are correct, sir. So, so I just think show- of it in the same way of like if we're going off a Doctor Who ripoff, like Doctor Who is sure. Doctor Who. He looks sure. a lot like a human, but he's not a human. He blends the, in as a human quite often. The show but he's not. definitely should have done a better job of explaining just a little bit what is really going on here. Yeah, I think totally, um, totally, yeah. Because so he turns on this like supercomputer. That has like mm-hmm. the best 1960s robot voice ever. Yeah, it's, it's like so yeah. hello, sir. How are you today? Computer on um, yeah. computer, which <laughs> is amazing. Um, and so, so he's uh, he's trying to malfunction the U.S. rocket program. That's what we glean from this. Um, mm-hmm. He's looking yes. for the two agents who were originally in charge of this. Yes. Um, Agents he finds like one something and three something, right? Two hundred one yeah. and three something. That sounds forty-seven or something. Ooh, I think yeah, three forty-seven and two hundred one. Yeah. I know it, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. and his right. he's that number one ninety yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, whatever. I hope he's yeah. like one eight seven. Which is crazy so like, because you know, his name is murder. seven. Like right, exactly. Right. His name is first of all. His name is Gary Seven. Yeah, Gary Seven. Which is like, how did they come up with that name? Great name. Um, so he finds out that his two predecessors have died in a car crash. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, like a totally unrelated right. minor thing. Now, which is my awesome. problem with this plot point is he can travel through this portal thing in his office to wherever he wants to go. Mm-hmm. Did those agents not have that same, um, technology yeah, like, why, why were they, they driving <laughs> right Ooh, good good call. Call. <laughs> like also, why were they <laughs> why does he need the port so he was beaming from a thousand light years away right. couldn't he have just portaled and the beaming was like how totally. this, this how enterprise picked him up right but it yeah, seems why, like he could have portaled that that absolutely. distance so why, why, why not does the do enterprise have portal technology you know not, right yeah the, it doesn't really work. Right. Um, in the middle of all this, we see a random woman walking on the street, totally out of nowhere. Yes. Like it doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. It's the so the character is Roberta, um, mm-hmm. but the actress is Terry Gar, a super famous yeah. Hollywood actress, uh, young young Frankenstein. Um, mm-hmm. She's like a Hollywood legend. So apparently. She had a horrible experience on this episode because Jean really? Roddenberry wanted to keep hiking up her skirt <gasps> um, higher and higher. He's, God damn yeah, he's kind of a dirtbag. <laughs> oh, I really wanted to. I really yeah. at some point want to do like a, a mini me, a mini episode or something about what a scumbag no, Jean we'll Roddenberry we'll was a, in real life. A, a full episode on, on that <laughs> okay. one. Um, yeah, it's like, oh, God, you yeah. gave us so many good Star Trek, but you're a horrible a person. One. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, apparently she hated it the the overall time on the show so much that she wouldn't even she would never talk about Star Trek again in any interview. Oh, that's like, really that, sad. That was it. Um, that's gross and sad yeah. and terrible. Yeah, Ugh. but at the same time, it's great to see her in the random sci-fi show episode. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I just um, wish her character was like written, I think, very poorly. 
yes um, very in general very like it was really hard to figure out again like what side she was on and she had crazy right drastic mood swings so like there's a scene where she sort of is battling seven to stop him from interfering yes and then literally one second later she's like no wait we need to let him do what he's doing exactly it's that like, was super confusing wait, what right <laughs> happened just now yeah um yeah it was yeah. really weird um, but yeah but yeah. her her intro scene is just kind of thrown in there like her bumbling along mm-hmm. the street and it's like that doesn't need to be there at all yeah she's also yeah, like um, kind of you're not sure if she's a total idiot or not you're like what well, what's happening right that's, right. that's right. She, exactly. every time she speaks or does anything she sounds very ditzy very dumb mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. the computer for no no apparent reason is analyzing her and announces that she has like a high iq and she's like borderline genius or something like that right but that never what? comes into play <laughs> so right yeah. i don't know why any of yeah. any of this is happening it's they cool. certainly also, don't write any of her dialogue to be that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there are these two original alien protectors that are right. trying to sabotage the rocket mission to prevent yes. nuclear war. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why did they hire a secretary? Yes, good question. Like, Excellent why is question. she there at all? Wait. Right. What do you mean? Uh, Oh, okay, so you mean those two she, other agents? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She's right. showing up to work, but why is there yeah. a job? Like, right. Yeah. You're right. And what does she do for them? Type memos? Yeah. She types. She has a typewriter. <laughs> right. And there's a phone. So she's a secretary. It's uh, yeah. Like it. I get. I think they just needed another character for people to talk to, and that's yeah. where she is in. Like that's why she's here. Yeah. Which is always a great okay. reason to have a character on, on anything. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> so that's actually all we see of her for that act, because then we go to Kirk and Spock. And, like the best street clothes ever. Uh, Spock's wearing They're like so a knit good. cap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was kind so, of fun to see, you know, because they go back in time to 1968, yeah. but this was also like filmed in 1968. So it was kind right. of fun to see like. Right, I don't know, the is, clothes and stuff. And her outfit is amazing. She's wearing this like crazy. pink, hot mm-hmm. pink and hot orange two-piece uh, skirt and top ensemble with these tights, with white opaque tights with like a tuxedo stripe down the side. They were, it was right. great. Like, oh, yeah. Her outfit was awesome. Well, Definitely. This, awesome. All, <laughs> uh, this all fits. Very if mod. If you are considering, like, like Roddenberry, they're all kind of auditioning for their next jobs. Right. Oh, like I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure Kirk was like, I look banging in this suit. Let's, let's get <laughs> oh, yeah. this on air. Yeah. Which he, he did. Oh, yeah. He, he kind of did. He, he wore <laughs> the hell out of it. He's a handsome but, guy. Yeah, Spock <laughs> is wearing like an oversized beanie in the middle of what looks like summer. So good. Which yeah. only draws more attention to him. Plus right. they go to Kennedy, uh, Kennedy, right? Which is, they don't, it's not called Kennedy space center. It's, it's called yeah, it's like called, the McKinley yeah. rocket yeah. base. I think McKinley. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, everyone is like, very overdressed for that environment because Absolutely. it's really hot there. Yes. <laughs> it looks really hot there. <laughs> right. Oh man. So <laughs> they are chasing down uh seven right. somehow. Scotty, I guess they have a lock on seven. Scotty is doing some transporter magic up at up up in the ship and he keeps on mm-hmm. like honing in on seven's location somehow. I'm not really sure how. Um right. but they eventually find his office. Um, they blast in somehow. Yeah. <laughs> like they, 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 yeah. they, well, <laughs> they, 
they they walk into the office where uh, yeah. Roberta Lincoln is right the secretary slash whatever her job is right and mm-hmm. like one second in they're like manhandling her yeah yes like at yeah. one point they I'm really pretty sure are. Spock like 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 Kirk like picks her up and hands her to Spock who yeah. is to restrain her after that yeah it, it did I not was read curious as to why well. he didn't just Vulcan neck pincher at that point too. Totally. He's like, yes. why restrain yeah, her at all? Like, what's the, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, yeah point. she she was good no point. real threat. She didn't even know what was going on. Well, like, and she, also, this was after she had called the cops. Right. Like, like yeah. she already did so the really only was... thing you needed to prevent. Right. You're just, you're just, I don't know, right. restraining Basically. this girl because not, yeah. I don't know. She might right. call it him again. It definitely doesn't read well. It definitely does no. not read well in the scene, especially no. given like current day circumstances. Right. Um, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't oh, look yeah. good. That's for sure. She, she wrestles right. uh, and the, the beanie off of Spock's head. Right. And it's a big reveal <laughs> that doesn't mean anything because she's already talking to aliens and right. why, right. why would it matter? Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> So Mr. Seven escapes through his portal thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And now we get into the part of the episode where Star Trek is barely in it, except for the last five minutes. Um, Yes. Because Seven is now at the launch site. Mm -hmm. And it's basically from here on out, him infiltrating this launch site through various dumb ways. And, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) and, uh, Scotty searching on the computer up at the Enterprise for ten thousand minutes, uh, or what, yeah. what, it, what it seemed like. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. just looking at. We should the, mention that, yeah, like ten those, minutes of the episode has gone by thus far. <laughs> those <laughs> scenes of Scotty looking at the footage, it might yeah. be the most boring thing in TV history because it's literally just a shot of a man, like looking at something, cuts away to him looking at it. Right. about a thousand times and it's just yeah. like <laughs> what you can tell on? that they knew they were stretching it because oh, yeah. they would have like one view yes and then a slight, slightly zoomed in view yes and mm-hmm. then a slightly zoomed in even more view and yes. then yep. scotty's like watch this i can get closer right. like, like, like they just like <laughs> yeah. they realized they couldn't do it for a full 20 seconds without like anyone saying anything yeah. right uh so it's just it, him like turning a dial yeah, yeah. Right. right. Like, like him, look, right. we can look really close, but not close enough. So right. next scene, it's him turning a switch right. for like I I wrote at least three or four times on this one act notes that more more footage, more stock footage. Right. Scotty still watching footage, still more footage. So it's like <laughs> it, it it it's great in the worst way. Yeah. <laughs> It's great in the oh, worst way. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. So, um, yeah. So, Mr. Sevens. Um, is it seven or sevens? Seven, right? I think it's just seven. 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 Yeah. Okay. Sing- just singular. one seven. Yeah. Um, he uh, gets stopped by a guard um, who looks like a old school mofo. I mean, this th- this guy's been working yeah. at NASA for since, like, the Wild West. Um, he probably he still works at NASA, actually. Probably. He's <laughs> just an old, old, like, leather-skinned son of a bitch. Um <laughs> Uh, he, he stops seven and he's like, okay, uh, I'm going to need to see your, your ID. Um, he shows him his fake ID and then he zaps mm-hmm. him with his, uh, getting high stun gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I gotta say yeah. for those of you guys that are not familiar with Dr. Who, that is mm-hmm. a, it's... a less cool version of what Dr. Who does. 
Doctor yes. Who has this like special paper that kind of shows people whatever they would need to see mm, as, okay. as ID. Like mm-hmm. if a person thinks that it, you should be in the CIA, then it'll be that. That's what it looks this, like. This one, he just had his computer oh, print cool. out a CIA, yeah. an FBI, and right. an NSA, you know. Oh, New York whatever. State Police. Like, yeah, he's just got a yeah. bunch yeah. of fake ID- IDs, basically. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. So more footage of the launch pad. Um, <laughs> so, uh, now, Seven, does he... He hides himself in the trunk of a car here. I don't know why, but yes. yes. Right. Because he, he could he have just stolen. places. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. he could have they just also... stolen the car. Right. Very easily. Yeah. yeah he right. totally could just take he it. Because stole... he gets in the trunk and then has to wait for someone right. to drive it. And how does he know that that's what they're, where they're going? Exactly. Right. Because what's happening right now is they're get they're about 40 minutes from launch and right. they're starting to sort of evacuate the launch area, which in actual true life, they would have done like probably a day ago or two yes. days ago. Cause yes. if you're anywhere within like a five mile range, like you'll die you from will the die. blast yes, exactly. back of like right. these rockets. Right? Um, <laughs> right. Like literally. Um, yeah. Right. So anyways, yeah, they, um, so he just, but happenstance, these other two dudes just happen to be driving towards the rocket for some reason. Right. Um, and he's and he, like, I guess I'll go, but he has no way of knowing that that's who's leaving and where they're going. Right. He just Stormy's, <laughs> Stormy's really loving her. Stormy's chiming right in. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> She's very upset. Any, any um, feedback Stormy can give is always welcome. Um, <laughs> yes. Much appreciated, Stormy. Um, um, yeah. So he hides in this trunk of a car until other people show up drive him to the launch facility mm-hmm. um more footage of scotty looking for him uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so if yeah. he's if he's hiding in a trunk you'd think that yeah. he's interested in not seeming odd like or, like he doesn't want right. to be found out right but he brings his cat along yes the like, cat is what right. yeah we forgot it's to mention not a thing you're gonna see right. right next to a launch pad i assume i haven't been but I'm assuming on launch day, <laughs> yeah, you leave your pets at home. No Don't cats allowed. Yeah, you leave. It's not allowed. a take your pet to work day <laughs> right. kind of situation. I mean, I wish it was. I wish it was. But I mean, every day um, should be that. But you yeah, know. absolutely. So we cut back to um, Roberta in the office. Mm-hmm. Uh, she finds the hidden part. I don't remember how. But she finds it's, the. She accidentally sits down on the desk, and there's like two pens and pen holders. And if you push oh, one down, okay. it opens up like a false wall. That's right. Like the wall roll t- rotates where open, the, and then behind the, the wall, is. Yeah, yeah, is where the computer is, and then also the like entrance. It looks like a safe, like a bank vault. Um, it, the I, entrance I it to was, this yeah. portal. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then it takes her approximately two seconds to open, which is really yes. interesting because um, right. it has two separate locking <laughs> dials, but she's like, mm, oh, I got it. I'm a genius. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that so, happens. So, so at, this, at this point, Seven is like just like crawling around on the tip of the rocket pulling wires by hand we should talk about that we did watch him take the elevator up for like a whole minute he does take it up a long time with With a super unnecessary scene yeah yeah Yeah. of of security guards (laughs) with the announcing let's lock up the elevator right and like (laughs) there's a guy off screen locking it up while the other two guys are just waiting for him 
Yeah, for no like, reason whatsoever. I don't understand at all. Yeah. That was just a favor it's, to one of Roddenberry's buddies. He's like, like hey, I want some yeah, screen time. And yeah, he was exactly. already bailing on the, on Star Trek. <laughs> right. So he's like, yeah, it's like, perfect. You we get to be you. the You'll elevator be operator. construction worker. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, oh, yeah. So this is like the probably the most watched uh, environment in the country at the moment. Like there's yes. just all yeah. eyes, all cameras are on this thing. And right. this guy is just like yanking wires and yeah, I, I, he's not super secretive anymore. He also climbs out onto like one of the arms. Like he's not even in an area that people yeah, are supposed to he's, walk. He's like, he like right. shimmies out onto one of the like it's, arms that break away when the rocket yeah. flies off yeah. and then right. opens a random ass panel, which would not, there would be no panel there. And if there needed to be a panel there, there'd be a way to access it. You wouldn't exactly. need to climb on this like right. crane beam to get to it. Like if if this were like truly an important panel that you were supposed to like do things with wires with, there would be a walkway or it would be put at the level of the walkway. Exactly. <laughs> like, no, like he, he, you don't know about rockets. Okay. He's, <laughs> he's about like a thousand feet up in the air on his stomach. Yeah. And the cat um, is just chilling. And the cat's, the cat's, there cat's like too. on his oh, yeah. back. With, with like, his cat. <laughs> yeah. It's actually pretty funny if you just like think about it. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's. I would just love to like clip single like still frames from these scenes yeah. and make, like make them the memes or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so Scotty finally, finally finds him. He keeps on zooming in and zooming in and zooming in. And he finally sees him on the little um, limb. Uh, on mm -hmm. his stomach with the cat and he's like uh, oh we, have, we forgot to mention that Kirk and Spock have gotten caught immediately yes like one second right. in looking for Mr. Seven so yeah. they're basically doing they bring nothing them yeah. to a room that overlooks like the main mission control center right. which also is not at Kennedy by the way it's in Houston right so, exactly. like, yeah. they're, they're not even in the right place mm -hmm. <laughs> well it, yeah. I just I think it's very convenient that they keep their captured prisoners <laughs> essentially in the control room in the right. most yeah. important room yeah. <laughs> they take like, both yeah. their like, communicator and their transponder yeah. and they take them both and they've got them and then literally right. for the rest of the episode all Spock and Kirk do is stand there Right. They do nothing. They don't try to fight back. They don't nope. try to escape. They don't try to do anything. They're just like, okay, we're going to stand here and wait for it to be over. Like, well, they exactly. stand there for like uh, well, 20 Kirk, minutes. Kirk addresses yeah. it. He's like, I, I've never felt more helpless. Right. Yeah. And it, it's because he literally <laughs> couldn't do anything. How are they helpless? They've yeah. literally gotten because out of so many other situations like this. And they're yeah. just like, nah, leave those two there. They don't have do saved anything. worlds. And they yeah. <laughs> feel that this is the most helpless there. <laughs> they're in yeah, yeah. Um, like, oh my god the so, guards don't even look armed they're just sitting there with no. like nasa engineers who are like the main launch mission specialists no. that's all they're doing no one's even looking everyone's back is turned to them they, yes. they could be fucking yeah. like destroying equipment fucking pulling plugs and, yeah. and they must be deaf because spock dropped yes. a guard with a pinch a, yes a, a a just dead body, uh -huh. not dead body, but you know, yep. dead weight fell to the floor within 10 feet of the other people yes. in the room. Right. And no one bothered to look at the criminals that were brought into the main no control. No one gave a shit. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <sighs> so, yep. oh, God. 
three things happen in like a minute here. So after mm-hmm. 20 minutes of nothing, um, Scotty finds Mr. Seven. He beams him and the cat to the Enterprise. Kirk and Spock escape the room by doing what Dan said, by doing the Vulcan uh, death pinch and then uh, beaming up to Scotty. No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. Yes. And then Roberta beams Mr. Seven and the cat back to his office in about yeah. the span of 10 yes. seconds. <laughs> so, yeah. so that, that five seconds weird. that he was on the Enterprise? Yes. I think though those, those were just like the in the writer's room. They're like, guys, uh, we haven't had any Star Trek for exactly. like five minutes now. Right. We need mm-hmm. to send him to the bridge, even if it's for a second, because then right. he gets transported away again. Very. And nothing has been affected, but we just ha- had to show the crew. Yes. Yeah. Very fast. God, so, oh, was... yeah. So Roberta just like figured out how to use a transporter pretty right. quickly. Yeah, and she I, like, figured absolutely. out how to open that safe in like 10 seconds. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't I, even. I guess she is a genius. Yeah. Did he even <laughs> ask for her help or did she just do it? She just does no, it. No, right? she just, just did it. it. He, w- he yeah. was upset because he wasn't done with the mission. Right. Right. Well, so here's the point that's super confusing about her role, right? So, like, up until this point, we think that her role is benevolent. So she thinks Seven is a bad guy, and she's trying to stop him from carrying out the sabotage of an American rocket, right? Right. So she beams him back. And then while he's there, he's upset because she interrupted the mission or whatever. Mm -hmm. And at this point, doesn't she hit him over the head with like a metal box to try to stop him? Yes. Yes. She bonks him over the head. Yep. Yeah. So he he falls to the ground. Yep. And then two seconds later. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Um, (laughs) In the beginning in earlier on in the episode and like the very beginning, he overpowered five Starfleet officers and withstood a Vulcan neck pinch. Mm -hmm. But right. This this very frail looking human woman hits him with what looks kind of like a pencil case. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, it yeah. couldn't have been more than like a pound. Yeah. It's and a it's goes a desk down thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so, sorry, Beth, what were we talking about? Yeah. Yeah, so the next second he basically I don't even know I don't remember what he says to her, but um liter- it's literally like a 180 flip she goes from like let me stop him to Mm -hmm. oh my god no we need to let him continue and almost no words are exchanged in between there so it's super confusing like you still don't know at this point is seven a good guy is he a bad guy is this necessary what is her role what the f are spock and kirk doing because at this point they have now escaped somehow from those guards who weren't looking at them and were not armed and they go through the portal so they end up in the office too right yes they use the portal yeah. somehow from the enterprise to get back to his office <laughs> which yeah. oh i thought they just beamed how did that no? happen? Oh, did they beam <laughs> did they beam oh did they I beam? Thought so. okay okay yeah well, so they get back to his office and now right. she's there and she's trying to convince them not to stop him yeah and i'm like because what originally his gun her gun she has a gun or the like Pen thing. The servo. The, She's got okay, the servo. Yeah, the servo. It's pointed I don't know at how she se- gets that. It's pointed at seven. Yeah. As soon as Kirk and Spock show up, she points it at them. Points it at them. Right. Saying, Yeah. You know, let him do his thing. Well, then why the fuck did you bonk him over the head oh, yes, five seconds exactly. ago? <laughs> exactly. This episode is insane. 
I don't understand. I still I can't explain it. I cannot explain it. Do the whole mission from home. He had he could do it on his computer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I'm not really sure why. It turns out yeah. right that he goes to the to to the console and he's like, I can just do it from here. Well then what the fuck was the whole episode about? What the fuck <laughs> why was going were you on? at why did you so, go yeah. to the space center? Uh, so apparently he <laughs> did enough of the sabotage to make there. the rocket go off course. Okay. Now everyone's freaking yes. out because an H bomb <clears throat> is falling Isn't... to Earth. Right. So it goes so, up and then starts to fall back down. I guess it doesn't make it into orbit, right, correct? Right. Yeah. Right. So now that whole, was his plan, right? Yes. Yes. The plan okay. was make it mess up and right. blow it up high high enough to where people wouldn't die. Right. But Kirk doesn't trust him yet, and he's like, "Nope, we're not gonna let you on the computer because we think right. you're gonna prevent us from." deactivating the bomb or something something like that. i wasn't exactly sure what what kirk's objection was well yeah mm -hmm. because at this moment spock is trying to stop it or trying to detonate right. it but right. he can't um well, no i think actually he can but the but the mr seven says it's not time yet we have to detonate it a hundred miles above the earth not like the 500 that you want to do it at Right. Oh, I didn't think that was. Oh, I thought no. So I thought Spock thought he might. He was going to keep on trying to to figure it out, but he couldn't. He couldn't do it. But okay. That that I might thought be right. That's how it was. Yeah. Okay. That that could be right. So basically, it comes down to Kirk has to convince Spock to let Mister Seven do his his thing and do it. Mm -hmm. the well, way that they're he trying wants to convince to. Kirk to allow Seven. Right. Because Kirk, Kirk is still, like, pointing phasers at him. Oh, yeah. Saying, like, right. we mm. can't trust you. Oh, yeah, because Spock says, like, when there's logic removed, it's the gut instinct or something, right? Go with your human intuition. Yeah, yeah something like that. Which yeah. Spock would never say because Spock hates hates any human form of intuition. human intuition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, like, okay, whatever. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So Mr. Seven takes over the console. He detonates it. About a hundred, I think it said like 120 100 miles above. 104. Yeah. 100 yeah. was the cutoff. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like right, right. if he didn't do it before 100, people would die. Well, also though, let's just point out for a second. Please. Even 100 miles up is still yes. like going to hurt people because this is a nuclear bomb. Like it's going right. to rain There's nuclear waste, right, exactly. <laughs> like fallout um, yes. on everywhere that radiates, you know, out from 100 miles up. Right. So like it's going <laughs> to. It's yeah. going to cause a lot of damage. Plus debris. Anytime like something oh, yeah. like that blows up before it's, you know, out of orbit, it's going to not all of it is going to burn up in the atmosphere. You're going to get like chunks of rocket raining down on places and people exactly. are going to yeah. hurt. So the logic it, right. not exactly I flawless totally here. Just, just to defend it. I'm pretty sure it would be better than nuclear Holocaust, which would, which is what they said. Well, was yeah, the option. but it's still, like, sure. it's still not like, but like people totally nuclear <laughs> right. free. You gotta, like you're gotta, gonna gotta crack like, a few eggs. All right. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. Good point. Good you're point. definitely going to have contamination for sure. Good point. Yeah. Oh my so, god. So, so the yeah. End. <laughs> right. So <laughs> so the end. So the mission was completed. Um there's one more huge plot point that we have to Oh yeah. address yeah, yeah. here. So there's kind of like the final scene in the office. They're all kind of saying goodbye because they're all friends now for some reason. <laughs> for and some reason. <laughs> um so Roberta looks over on the sofa and sees the cat there. 
And then she looks back at the sofa and the cat is a woman in like a very scantily clad outfit. Yes. The outfit. Right. So this person, <sighs> prostitute, whoever you yeah. want to call her, <laughs> the shirt she was wearing. Yeah. Was essentially a bib. Right. Like there was mm-hmm. no arms or anything connecting Anyway, it was just a little tiny flap to cover yeah. her breasts. Yeah. And the end. That was it. Right. It's kind of like she uh, as if she was wearing a ban- a bandana as a shirt. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And we call that the Gene Roddenberry special for um yeah. for, for Yeah. I guarantee so, you that was his idea. One nice touch though is they gave her the same like sparkly collar that the yeah. cat was wearing the whole time. Right. Um that like silver sparkly bow. Yeah. Um, I had kind of a feeling actually from the beginning episode that the cat was actually a person. The cat was like smarter oh. than so, the average cat. Well, yeah. yeah. Cause like, I don't know. I don't know why, but yeah. Yeah. Just sort of, they, cause they the cat was very well it. trained. Yeah. They allude yeah. to it a couple times, the, but they yeah, don't seven explain. Would talk to her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they don't my explain only... it all. Like why, what that, what that's like, about. I, right. I guess my only question is if the cat is a person, why didn't the cat turn into a person to help him at any point? Like, mm-hmm. like, right, you know, instead <laughs> yes. of just stay the cat. Well, mm-hmm. depending, well, obviously what she was wearing would have drawn way more attention than well, holding a black cat. <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. true. That's a good maybe, point. maybe not. It's just like her only two <laughs> options is be a like, cat <laughs> or be a person dressed like that. Like, <laughs> I mean, right. right true. <laughs> I just, I guess for like, like espionage reasons, being a cat has its great, you know, benefits. You can like sneak into a lot of places better, Mm -hmm. but there were moments in the episode where Mr. Seven was like struggling against people and she could have become a person and like helped him helped, you know, like, yeah. Defend himself better. Yeah. Like that's right. Helped him on the platform, maybe disarm it besides just being a cat. Right. You know, got like, in the car and drove him to right. the platform. Exactly. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I, I don't understand. Drunk. <laughs> I don't understand this big like reveal of like why the is the only person now that Dan uh, has you know let us know that this was a pilot or yeah, I think you you said that too Newman like mm-hmm. perhaps they were setting up oh there's this other character right. that if you continue with the show will explain and flesh out and it'll be a sidekick and like blah right. blah, blah 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 true but true yeah they don't yeah. So, nothing, nothing comes of that. It was just a strange add on. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. There. It was super yeah. strange. Yeah. Yes. Yes. In the last literal two minutes of the show, a person mm. becomes, oh, sorry, a cat becomes a person. <laughs> right. a cat. Well, it's like writing any that's, story, that's right? You, like you don't, in, it's right. like writing any story. Like you don't introduce some, a totally new idea on the second line before the right. concluding line. You know exactly. I mean? Unless, that makes unless zero you want sense. people to tune in to the next to episode. Back, I guess. Yeah. Right. The Gary seven adventures or whatever they're going to be called. What's the deal with this cat? <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. all my, my deep dives this, this okay. week are entirely about ISIS. Cats. The okay. Cats. Okay. Oh, I thought you were, I thought you meant the other. ISIS. Yeah. I was like, I was like, like uh, uh, oh yeah. Okay. We'll just, you know, we'll just talk about geopolitical, whatever. Yeah. No, um, oh, yeah. So Isis was played by Victoria Vetri, who was Playboy's Playmate of the Year in 1968. Oh. Oh. Interesting. Okay. Was she Playmate now, of the Year before the casting here or after? 
<laughs> she was Playboy of the Month before this episode. Uh, okay. In okay. 1967, okay. became Playboy of the Year in 1968. Wow. Oh, okay. okay. She, oh man. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to try to like un- unpack this in like least to most. But so, first okay. of all, uh, I have to mention that a photo of her. From Playboy was uh, pasted into an astronaut's Apollo 12 lunar surface checklist by his like backup crew. Okay. And then (laughs) he once he got literally onto the moon for his moonwalk. Well, I guess they like they they sent a message asking, have you seen any interesting hills and valleys as he discovered this like nude picture of her? So a picture of this lady has literally gone to the moon as a joke. Yeah. That's okay. pretty and that, crazy. Actually. That is the <laughs> least crazy thing I found out about this lady. <laughs> it would Okay, yeah, keep going. That's pretty great. Uh so she shot her husband in the oh. back. Okay. Okay. And in her delusional mind, she <laughs> thought she was killing Charles Manson. Hmm. What? Literally, a- after she shot him, she was saying, no more Charlie, no more Charlie, believing she had killed Manson. The was only acceptable defense to that is if her husband actually was Charles Manson. Yeah. <laughs> was, was she married to Charles Manson? <laughs> no. But okay, well then. It, okay, so Charles Manson, you know, killed, or his, mm-hmm. his people killed those yeah. people. She yeah. was mm-hmm. best friends with one of the... The, the people that was murdered. She was like oh, best wow. friends with Sharon Tate. Oh, oh that's crazy. Oh, wow. What? To the level that she, Sharon Tate, and Roman Polanski would have threesomes. Mm. And that she was supposed to be in the house during the day of the murders, <gasps> but she got sick. Wow. So, and, and like after, you know, the killings, Roman Polanski literally gave her a gun to protect herself from Manson and like his people. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's the gun she used to shoot her husband with. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So maybe she really was a little like mentally jarred. Oh, she, from, she lost her mind. Know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I read an interview with the husband uh, who was like, yeah, at any time, like his picture was on TV. Like it would mm-hmm. take them like days of therapy to kind of like wow. get her right again. Oh, yeah. so the husband so, didn't die. Uh, the husband, he, the, the husband oh, yeah, sorry. No, the husband did not die. No. OK, good. Uh, good. OK. Uh, so she so she was sentenced to nine years in prison and she was she was released a couple months ago. What? Really? Yeah. Wait, that's more than nine years. Yeah. When did she No, 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 no. The, the, the her shooting happened way later. She oh. was sentenced to nine years in 2011. Wow. What? OK, I thought it was like at the time. Okay. Wow. That makes it even more interesting because she carried that like trauma for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, years, right? Yeah. I mean, it was 1969 when the murders happened. So, yeah. So, I mean, as you would, you know, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, no, but like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not (laughs) like defending her shooting someone, but it makes some Mm -hmm. more sense now. Like if you get older, you know, you live with that for a Yeah. Wow. wow. Also, just to kind of reiterate her mind not being super great, is yeah. uh, mm-hmm. she she has publicly denied ever having been in a Star Trek episode. <laughs> but 
every other source, like IMDb and like Memory yeah. Alpha, like ev- everyone else seems to agree that was her. That's great. <laughs> but she does not. Well, maybe she was like so on like a anyway, lot of drugs and th- just yeah, doesn't remember. She's not super stable. Yeah. Which huh. which Apollo so, mission yeah. was the one that her uh, picture 12. was taken with? Twelve. Okay. okay. Twelve. Oh, on, that was uh, my favorite. That's my favorite mission from the Earth to the Moon. That oh, nice. series. Yeah, that's my favorite cool. episode. All right. But also, it's kind of. I know she's a Playboy model and stuff like that, and it's like, but I mean, it's just. We I, the '60s were such an interesting time, especially for like the dynamics between men and women, and the whole like it was machismo, yes. like oh hills and valleys, like that kind of stuff, like boy jokes about stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe it's just in our current political slash social landscape. It's sort of like the way I think of it now is a little different than maybe I would have thought of it. The sixties was one of our craziest decades Times. ever yeah. as a country. Yeah. Cause yeah. you had the, the wholesomeness of like leave it to beaver mixing yeah. with the hippies mixing with, you know, the early years of Vietnam. Right. And the civil like, rights movement. And it, like, it really yeah. was like the, the melting point of a lot of, a lot of things together. Different things. So, yeah. 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 Interesting. And like astronauts from the Apollo missions too are mostly like pilots and fighter pilots. And they are famously known for being kind of machismo dudes, you know sure. what I mean? So it's not, it's not that surprising, yeah. but um, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Very um, interesting. So that's all I found out about this well, episode. That's pretty crazy. Now, Dan, <laughs> I know that you usually try to contact these uh, deep dives. Did you try to contact her? <laughs> Do you Are write to her in prison? <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm good. I, don't, I think I have enough contact to the Manson murders now. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to stay exactly away from that. looking for more. That's fair. Like this lady that just like got out of jail for mur- like yeah. attempted murder. Like, uh, hey, you want to yeah. go talk about the thing that makes you murderously rage was it attempted murder or did she get off on like a manslaughter charge or Uh, something i'm not sure of the truth i would imagine hmm, i would imagine nine years is more like a manslaughtery kind of deal yeah Yeah, that's what i was thinking (laughs) although you know what i'm i'm kind of glad now that charles manson's dead for real maybe she'll get some she'll get some peace out of out of uh yeah yeah i hope she hope she finds peace that'd be good did they stay married she filed for divorce from prison. She filed, not him. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, baby, you shot me, but I still love you. And then she filed. That, that's great. Yeah. Oh. Oh, man. That guy's, that guy's a keeper. He'll, he'll, he'll put right. up with a lot. Hard of gold. Shot. Wow. Well, that was oh, awesome. Man. Thank you for those. Yeah, that's, thank that, you that for was, the deep dives, Dan. That was some good yeah. stuff. <laughs> So, all right. So, uh, yeah, where are we going next? Well, first, we're, you want to, uh, Beth, you want to do a uh, Worst of oh, Voyage? Oh, yeah. My bad, yeah. Um, oh, that's all good. No. I mean, <laughs> if you're, I mean, even a person like me who's a giant NASA fan loves the yeah. p- history of the Apollo missions. We have, I mean, the three of us now, we have tons of friends who work for NASA and, yeah. you know, still work at Kennedy and that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. it's, I don't know, it's still not, not worth it even though there's some cool shots of the space space center and the Saturn five rocket right. and stuff, but right now nah, you can skip it. Okay. Dan. Um, uh, no, no, just no. Cause <laughs> if you wanted to see this episode, just doctor who has done it before and 
better. I yeah. actually think mm-hmm. like in the more recent ones, I've seen mm-hmm. essentially this entire story told. Mm-hmm. And okay. I don't know. Doctor Who can be super corny and campy, but because of, of the fun. backstory, it all kind of adds mm-hmm. in and right. gives it yeah. that flavor. Yeah. yeah. But uh, as a standalone, like this was, uh, without the context, you're just seeing cats turn into ladies and mm-hmm. nah. So yeah. yeah, no, just for originality's sake, I'm going to say no. How about you, Newman? That's fair. Um, yeah, no, uh, go watch some YouTube NASA footage and you'll yes. probably have just as good of a time. Yeah. Uh, or watch from you know, the earth to the moon. Exactly. That's which is a great, a great series. That's a great series. Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah. Um, this, I mean, this episode was flawed in so many levels. It can't even, I mean, we've, we've said, we've said them all. It's just, it's just, it doesn't know what it is. Uh, it's like 10% Star Trek. If, if that, like, I would love to see someone do like the screen time of, Seven versus Kirk and Spock. It yeah. has to be like ninety percent. Oh yeah. To, or to just count 10%. the dialogue, like how many seconds right. are actually used in dialogue. And I, I would be shocked if it's more than like five minutes yeah. of actual dialogue. There is um, a lot like a of staring game. at things. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, football so, yeah. game is like what three minutes of play and like you know fifty minutes right. of waiting around. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So yeah, I think we're all on the same level with this, with this triple no, because it's just, it's not even a Star Trek episode really. Mm-hmm. And I can see why it's considered one of the worst ones because there's really nothing here for mm-hmm. anyone. <laughs> <You> <laughs> know? So yeah, no, no. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tri- triple no, uh, maybe, triple no. Yep. maybe a contender for the hall of shame showdown. I Ooh, can possibly. see this definitely. Yeah. Interesting. Possibly. Being yeah. in it. Um, so where to yeah. next? So uh, next time we are going back to Next Generation for Tin Man. Um, this is it game, about Data? Uh, Data is featured in it. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. believe he's the <laughs> aforementioned Tin Man, however. Okay, okay. All right. Um, I wish I had a synopsis, but I haven't seen this one in a long time. So listeners, <laughs> dive in yeah. with us. Shout um, out to our ma- friend. Uh, ma- make one up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, yes. just, just in, invent a Tin Man synopsis for us right now, if you could, Newman. Oh, that'd be great. Yes. He's looking. And he's looking for a heart. He needs oil. Who? who right? Is? He fall- the Tin Man. Yeah, the Tin Man. Oh, I, yeah. I, I wasn't yeah. sure if it was a member we already yeah. knew about. Oh, right. No, no, no. The Tin Man. He's looking for a heart. He needs a lot of oil. He's following Dorothy on her path to find yeah. us. So yeah. that's okay. the synopsis. And yeah. they and they mistake Picard for the wizard. I would um, hope cowardly so. Cowardly Lion, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. the Cowardly Lion. <laughs> and Dan, that's oh, actually that's a totally good idea. Totally Worf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dan has a good idea. Listeners, uh, write us a synopsis of what you think the Tin Man is um, <laughs> at, at, at hashtag uh, make a cast on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Um, yeah. So also shout out to our friend Alfred for suggesting this one. Thanks, yes, Alfred. Thank, thank you, Alfred. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and you can also uh, email us at Dan. You oh. want to take this one? Oh, sorry. <laughs> if I, I missed my cue, my bad. That's I fine. We're doing the. It's whatever. Uh, yeah. You can email us at make it so so podcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us at our home on the web, www.makeitsosopodcast.com. Absolutely. And if you send us your ideas for what Tin Man is, uh, and they're good. We will read them on the episode. So, yeah. 
Please do. Please do. <laughs> and don't cool. don't look beforehand, or else we'll know. Yeah. That's right. No <laughs> cheating. Um, and also, uh, if you really like this show, and we thank you for feeling that way, uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash slash. No, God, that's like HTTP <laughs> forward slash slash. What am I thinking? Uh, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash make it so so podcast. And, uh, you know, throw a couple bucks our way. Uh, for some bonus content, um, some bonus mm-hmm. reviews. Uh, we got an animated episode one coming up. We just did breakfast. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe lunch is in the near future. You never know. That's right. So yep. uh, <laughs> we appreciate the people who have done that. Thank you very much. So. All right. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, listeners. Until next time, everybody. Next time. Have Bye. a good <laughs> Bye. <laughs>